and welcome to the Fight Ransomware Podcast. I'm Norman Guadagno, and we are brought to you by Carbonite, the data protection company for small and medium businesses. In each episode, we'll be talking with featured guests about ransomware and other serious threats to your business data. And I'm joined, as always, by Fight Ransomware editor, Ellen O'Brien. Hi, Norman. Great to be back with you. Yeah, it's great to be here with you, Ellen, especially after the uh, last recording I did was uh, solo on the uh, show floor at RSA. We could talk a little bit about that later. Live from RSA. Good yes, job, it was. Norman. It was live. It was super fun. Uh, so, Ellen, I am uh, really thrilled to have Michael Gillespie joining us today. He is a cybersecurity expert and ransomware, ransomware researcher. That's a mouthful. With a malware hunter team, also another mouthful. Yes, a very interesting guy. We've been following his work. He created ID Ransomware. It's a site that actually helps uh, people, victims of ransomware, identify the type of ransomware they've been hit with. Wow, we're going to talk about that. Michael, welcome to the Fight Ransomware podcast. Hello, and thanks for letting me be here. Welcome. Yeah, we're, we're really glad that you are joining us and uh, going to learn a lot of what's going on. So uh, we understand that you're the guy who's... Uh, behind the curtain, so to speak, of the uh, ID Ransomware site and uh, help making it run. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about this tool, what it does, how businesses, consumers, and others uh, can use it in their fight against a ransomware attack? Uh, give us the full story on that. Sure thing. So pretty much ID Ransomware, like you said, its, it's primary purpose is for giving victims information. Pretty much with um, with my volunteering, with playing with ransomware and stuff the last eh, couple of years, um, the number one question was always, what hit me? What, you know, what new malware actually encrypted my files? And then the follow-up question, of course, is, can I decrypt it? Um, so it kind of started out with, I was volunteering on the bleeping computer forums, um, helping helping the moderators kind of answer those questions. Everyone would, you know, post a topic saying my files have this .vvv extension or, you know, my ransom note has this text and stuff. And it just became a kind of a process of, you know, using canned messages and, well, you have the .vvv extension. That means it is, you know, Tesla crypt and here's links to information. And, you know, it's just like almost getting out of hand. <laughs> Because everyone was asking the same question over and over. And, well, I'm a programmer. I've been a programmer for over 10 years, even though I'm pretty young. Um, so I'm like, you know, that's that's something I can automate. All right. So, I, uh, so you, you covered a lot there quickly. Uh, I like the – I've been a programmer for over 10 years. I'm pretty young. So you started when you were 11, which is typically when good programmers start. Yep. And you're, uh, you dived right in. A few things that uh, before we sort of get into a lot of tools, uh, discussion of this tool, uh, how how do you, how do people find out about this tool? Because I think it's it's a great thing, and I'm really interested in how you're identifying these. But how do people find out about the tool? Uh, pretty much now. Um, I mean, I pretty much got my huge debut on Twitter um, with a lot of help from the InfoSec community. Um, I kind of paired up with you know some other researchers that were working with malware and, and ransomware particularly. And uh, they kind of pushed the message out there. And uh, Bleeping Computer also has been kind of uh, pushing the message of it. And, um, you know, now it's pretty much just kind of a known thing in the community, I guess. Um, so a lot of people come to my site from other 
um, you know, other malware cleanup forums such as Leaping Computer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Russian forums that link to it. Um, so, Michael, you know, if I if I've been hit and I I up and I find out about your site, I can upload files that are then matched against a database of ransomware viruses you have. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the drill down? that how it works yeah the um the site actually will accept i actually the website will take a ransom note and or an encrypted file so actually one of the files that the ransomware encrypted and you can't open Uh um and it will it'll take those files that you upload and it runs it against a really big database that i've been basically building over the last year that i've been running the site okay when you say really big how many how many strains of ransomware would i be matching against searching uh right now i can match um and of course this is families so um i mean there's you know offshoots that are of the same family that have different patterns but uh right now my website can detect 315 different ransomware families and that list just kind of exploded over the last Mm -hmm. year i mean when i first launched the site there was maybe 30 out there Right. <laughs> Interesting. And are um, people ever uh, nervous to upload a, a file? I feel like uh, we, we we hear so much about stay away from the encrypted file, disconnect your computers. But yeah. uploading a note, I would see them having less of a problem with. Is that accurate, or or is there um, no hesitancy to send along a file? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have seen you know the 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 fear of that. Also with the you know, with a lot of victims. In terms of the encrypted files themselves, they are actually harmless. Mm-hmm. I want to say I want to say that with a grain of salt, 99% of the time, because there have been the rare occasion with like two ransomware I can think of that would actually it actually like transform your encrypted file into a virus. Those were really malicious. I mean, it's basically like a worm. So like let's say it encrypts, you know, your network drive on your on your server and then someone else in your company comes to try to open the file not realizing it's encrypted and it actually launches itself again and encrypts their computer. Like I said, that's a rare case. I've only seen that with like one or two ransomware that existed ever. I can't even remember their name. <laughs> wow. But other than that, I mean, pretty much, you know, just even if uh, someone was to, you know, have the file on a flash drive that they, you know, extracted from the computer or something like that and they upload it to the website, it's, it's perfectly safe for them to just upload it to the website. Mm-hmm. So you spoke uh, just a moment ago about the 300 plus different families of ransomware that you mm-hmm. recognize. Uh, so just maybe just talk a little bit for, for our audience about what what do you mean when you say family at right? this uh, uh, and how do these pieces relate to each other? Just give us a little bit of uh, sure. plain language on that. <laughs> sure. So when I say families, I mean a lot of these ransomware, like a huge, I want to say a classic example is a big one known as Lockheed. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's been around for like a year, I think. Um, it has different variants of it that the media would just jump onto and think it's a brand new ransomware when it's actually the exact same virus that's just using a different extension so ah. when it first came out it was it used you know it encrypted your files renamed them and changed the extension to dot locky which is how it got its name and then like a couple months later they for some reason decided to change that to use the the extension dot zepto ah, um, okay so it's really everyone this thought it was same, new but it's then the same they, thing but potentially a different name 
um, yep. or ext- different extension or something else has changed slightly to make yeah, but to, the to create virus these families. Okay. The exact same. Yeah, very very interesting. You're providing free tools to decrypt, right? Links to tools that help you decrypt. You'll do that. Is that what it does? It will uh, once it identifies what ransomware it believes that you've been hit by based on what you uploaded. Mm-hmm. It'll give you a link to more information, which can include a decryptor if it's one that's decryptable. Mm-hmm. Only about 40 to 50 percent of ransomware out there are decryptable right now. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it is one that's decryptable, then I link to a known like a legitimate source uh-huh. like Sleeping Computer or like Kaspersky's uh, Kaspersky's blogs or something. Mm-hmm somewhere that's got reliable information on that ransomware and whether it's decryptable other than my site, my site gives you like a clear as day green check mark. Yes, it's decryptable or, you know, a red flag. Sorry, it's not. Mm-hmm. But then once you dig into the article, I give, I give that information to the victim so they can see more information on maybe how they got it. Right. You know, if it was like an email attachment or mm-hmm. someone actually hacked their server. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they can see, you know, they can actually read the article and see screenshots and kind of re- double check, like, yes, this looks like what I got hit by. Because, mm-hmm. of course, my website can't be 100% accurate. I, th- I want to say it's 98% accurate, though. <laughs> well, that's a good that's, that, a, that's that's a good percentage. The how you got hit seems really important. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I, no, that, that, that's, that's a that's good really, thing to know. That really is important, and that information is very valuable. And, uh, you know, there's so many questions, but I want to also highlight some of the, uh, the other things that are going on. Uh, one of the latest ransomware viruses that you helped detect is called Kulova, uh, which uh, I'm assuming that's a made-up word, although it sounds a little bit maybe <laughs> Finnish or Russian or something, which directs I its victims to learn about safe internet browsing rather than demanding a ransom. What the heck is that about? Right? Ransomware is supposed to be about making money for criminals, and I'm finding this public service ransomware to be disturbing. So so what's going on here? What, tell me about it. Yeah, pretty much um, we have seen a handful that do that, and honestly, in my opinion, I think they're they're just like joke ones. Uh-huh. Either they weren't – sometimes we – I mean, sometimes we do discover ransomware that's not supposed to be distributed, I want to say. Because we have ties with like Virus Total, which is a big database that people, you know, or antiviruses might upload files to to compare results and stuff. And sometimes, sometimes there might be like some, you know, kiddie developer that's just like playing with malware, and he uploads it to Virus Total to see if it's, you know, see if antiviruses are going to pick it up. Well, that triggers. We have alerts that will kind of alert us. Hey, mm-hmm. this looks like ransomware, and then we dig into it, and you know. Like in the in the instance of the one that you mentioned there, I, I think it's pronounced Kulova. I don't know. But, I'm gonna um, go with Kulova. That sounds the sexiest. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> like we discovered that one, it was kind of broken, so we actually had to fix the virus to get it to run. Um, <laughs> A public service <laughs> was done. Some, Thank you very much, Michael. <laughs> yeah, some serious white hat hacking going on. Yes. Here. Um. Cool. Well, that that's really. Uh, there's so many variants on this. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, keep our audience educated. Well, I, I, I have one more question about Kulova because I have a theory, Norman. It linked to two articles that were actually very good. They were very helpful ransomware education articles. And I'm really? just wondering, do you think anyone yep. in the publishing business did that for some traffic? 
Uh, wow. <laughs> is that like way out there, Michael? Uh, that, that, yeah. What do you think? Uh, you know, you're sort of creating things to direct people to your site to, to make a little money. But I, I, I really. No, I, I made no money on this. No, website, I don't think he so. did. No, you don't. I, I don't think he did. I meant the author of the article. Ah, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not calling anyone out. But Michael, uh, how many people, uh, can you tell how many people are using your site? Can you tell how many people uh, have reached out to upload their files? Do you have any numbers on that? Yep. Usually, on average, actually, I've had quite an upswing in the last couple of weeks, according to my stats here. Um, I average about a thousand to twelve hundred uploads per day. Wow. Um, and that is from because obviously, you know, sometimes some people might upload the same file over and over, um, or upload different files, expecting uh-huh. a different result sometimes. But in terms of unique visitors that are uploading, like I. I track them by IP so that I can group that same, you know, more or less the same person probably uploading. Yep. Um, yep. Usually have about 800 unique IPs per day. And they're I from did not all expect it to world. be that high. No, that, that's, 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 that's both great and sad. It, exactly. <laughs> right, it's it's uh, impressive for you, but um, pretty stunning. It, so that's around the world, right? You yep, around the world. Um, pretty much the majority is the United States, Germany, Italy. Spain and Russia, but I've had, I mean, my, my, my pie chart gets so slim on some of these smaller countries, but it's, it's just all over the map. Cool. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, and so for your site, ID ransomware, uh, I'm just curious, how is it, how's it being funded? Who's paying for hosting? Are you doing all that out of pocket or what, what's the story um, I there? do pay out of pocket. Yeah, I do pay out of pocket for the hosting. I have, honestly, a cheap hosting package, so it's not really a big deal. Other than that, there's not really a whole lot in terms of having to fund the, the service since it's all, I mean, all the information is public information or, you know, data that we've gathered from analyzing the malware and stuff. So I don't have to, I want to say I don't have to pay anyone to maintain it. Yep. It's all me. <laughs> yep, great. You know, we, almost every week when Norman and I do this, we talk to people who really are making uh, advances, if, as we call, Norman likes to say, join the good fight uh, in fighting against ransomware. Do you feel like uh, overall the industry is making a solid dent against ransomware or is it just an uphill battle? You can really argue either way. I mean, we, I, I want to say we definitely are making a good dent in regards to I'm on I'm on a team that, you know, works with antivirus vendors, law enforcement. We've got a couple of guys like myself, and uh, I'm going to name drop Fabian Wosar from Enzisoft, writes a lot of decryptors, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much known for kicking their butt a lot. Good. Name <laughs> drops are good for good uh, good folks in the business, so uh, yep. uh, that that is a good thing. So uh, I love, though, the way this model works, that if someone's already been infected, they can at least get that information, right? It's like every time you go to the doctor and they take blood and they tell you if you got a virus, but they don't tell you what virus it is, right? So at least we have a little bit better yeah. uh, here. But also, you know, we've talked about some other tools that help protect people. Uh, we've spoken to our friends at Cyber Reason about uh, their tool, Ransom Free. There's, they monitor activity. They're, obviously, we at Carbonite, they recommend people back up their data oh, to yeah. protect it. Uh, are there other best practices that you want to make sure people are aware of uh, from your perspective? 
backups, 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 backups. All right. <laughs> I tell you, I, I didn't even have to prep you. You made Norman's one. day. Uh, Norman can both sign off happily. I'll tell you, that is good. If I get That's that. a huge thing. But, yeah, in terms of actual security, I mean, other than backups, backups, backups. But pretty much, you know, there, there's a lot of things in terms of not running macros, for example. If you, you know, go to open a Word document that someone emailed you, um, even if it's someone you know, if it says in the document something about you have to use macros in order to read this or, you know, some type of some type of garbage about the document being protected and stuff, pretty much 99% of the time that's going to be something malicious. Maybe not always ransomware, but it could be something else like a password stealer. Who knows? Only run macros. Usually, if it's like a document you wrote or it's on your company's server, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend even risking running macros from something someone emailed you. Even even if it looks like it came from your boss, it's it's always worth that second of, you know, maybe reply to them. Hey, did you actually send this to me? Because there's a lot of, you know, spoofed emails. I, I, um, I agree completely. Uh, it brings to anyone mind... Anyone can make it look like it came from anyone. Uh, my, uh, my favorite... My favorite thing that somebody, I was at RSA the week before last, and my favorite thing that somebody said amongst lots of great things was one of the, one of the speakers said, uh, we were in a ransomware session, one of the speakers says, in every company, there's one person who will click on anything, hmm. right? And that's yep. how stuff gets in, right? And that is so true. It doesn't matter. There's always that one person that'll click on anything, and you have to. <laughs> to be aware that it only takes that one entry point to get in. Yep, exactly. Yeah, very. Uh, That's how a lot stuff. of these have come in. And like even even more so also, um, I guess the other, other than like, you know, making sure your computer is updated, that's going to that's gonna definitely help you with protecting against malware in terms of, you know, keep your antivirus updated, keep your browser updated, keep Windows or Linux or whatever operating system you use updated that's gonna that's gonna protect you from all kinds of stuff um not necessarily what you go click happy on but (laughs) sometimes it might at least warn you yep Um, for sure but that's definitely a huge point in terms of if you guys have talked much about exploit kits that's another huge way ransomware gets gets distributed is uh you go to i mean there's even there was even incidents last year of major websites I think like the New York Times yep, had like were... a bad advertisement. Uh, right. yeah. that... We've talked a little bit about advertising, and we'll definitely want to dedicate some time to uh, exploit kits because there's another interesting yep. topic. Might have you back. Maybe Pretty much a, a shotgun panel. virus. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, that uh, was a lot of information for our listeners. I always want to say viewers, but I realize they can't see us. But for our listeners, yeah. maybe they can see us, Alan, and only I know it. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> Michael. Michael, thanks so much. Sure thing. Yeah, terrific. A lot of interesting stuff, Alan. Uh, I love something we'd actually not spoken about before was this this concept of families, right? Just thinking about it's the same, but you know, different names. It um, was interesting. Brought right. to mind, and I knew you would think the same thing. By the way, it because we're to mind, connected through telepathy. We are close to it. Brought to mind, you know, the famous Tolstoy quote you know, that all happy families are alike. But every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. And that's exactly what we have here, right? Uh, Not only the families, but the fact that that, uh, his website tells you how or can help determine how you were infected. 
That is so important. Isn't it? Because uh, right before he came on, I thought, we know there aren't that many decryption tools. 40 to 50% can be decrypted, and people don't want to do it on their own anyway and may not need to if they have good backup, knock on wood. But (laughs) the... um, uh, the idea that you can learn how you were infected, that's going to be really important, the entry point. I, I, I agree. so uh, he's that. doing some really, really good work out there. Yeah, we should definitely talk more about this in the future. Bring your Tolstoy quotes and come on back, Norman. Uh, absolutely. Love to do it again. I know. Uh, well, I, I want to remind all of our listeners, ID Ransomware is the, uh, the site. If you uh, unfortunately get infected, please make sure that you visit the site. And uh, I think that's a wrap for today. See you next time. And remember, check out fightransomware.com and join the good fight. <laughs>